Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, a podcast where a uh, breadcrumbing, gaslighting comedian talks to a relationship therapist straight out of Gosford, Eliza, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great here, sitting in my house, not in Gosford, but how are uh, you? That's something someone from Gosford would say. They'd deny it. <laughs> <laughs> the first stage of living in Gosford is denying that you're in Gosford. Oh my god. Yeah. True, true. I I mean I'm thirty minutes from Gosford. Yeah, but in the, 30 yeah, in the central coast, thirty minutes is like two minutes in Sydney, you know? Everything's so It's like you saying you live in the city. Mm, nah, not really. Not, not really, quite, not really. yeah. Well did you say you were a breadcrumbing comedian? What do you mean bread coming? I saw coming, a coming. I saw a TikTok where that guy I think his name is Real Jack Martin and he was like making fun of he was it was uh, when you're da- dating um today and then he was just making a skit about uh uh how people will always pathologize certain behaviors so oh yeah she's totally gaslight breadcrumbing you and then like the the person's oh. like what's breadcrumbing? <laughs> oh have you have you you know little red riding hood with the breadcrumb? Oh it's a psychology <laughs> thing you wouldn't get it. It's really funny. So, <laughs> yes, that's where breadcrumbing comes that's from. That's true. I love it. Okay, and then yeah, that's what you are. Yeah, I'm a breadcrumber. I just, I don't know if that is a thing. I've heard, you know, when some people give little yeah. crumbs of attention, I think yeah. now that is a term called breadcrumbing. Let me actually look that up. It's probably like a more like ethical term compared to cocktails. Here we go. Breadcrumbing is the act of sending out flirtatious but non-committal social signals, i.e. breadcrumbs, in order to lure a romantic partner in without expending much effort. In other words, it's leading someone on. I nice. just can't do anything anymore. You know, everything can be construed as wrong in some way. I was watching a TikTok today and um, uh, she was saying the the... the woman was saying or to her boyfriend i don't want you to have female friends and then she was pretending to be the boyfriend and the boyfriend said um well by saying that i can't have female friends you're perpetuating the stereotype that whenever men hang around a woman they can only sexual you know it's it's always in a sexual slash sexualized context and then she was just there confused and admitting like oh he makes it right yeah and in the comments there were people saying um well, if he had, there were people disagreeing basically, and then one of the top comments was um, uh, a man who has female friends, red flag. A man who doesn't have female friends, also a red flag. <laughs> it's so true. There were comments that were like, "Well, if a man doesn't have female friends, I would think that's weird. Why can't he be friends with a female?" But then there were comments saying, "Well, no matter what, he's going to sexualize his female friends." So I always f- take issue with a man having female friends. And look, either way. It's a red flag, so can't win, can't win. You gotta True. have, you gotta yeah. have. I don't know. I don't even know. Make all your female friends like just your sisters, and you'll okay. be right. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm a big support. I think that men having female friends that are platonic is a green sign, as long as they're, you know, it's appropriate and it's obvious that it's appropriate, and you're not like, this is my best friend. She comes above you as my girlfriend. That sure. kind of shit, which is cringy. But I think it's a really good sign. Like my, one of my ex partners had 
so, like so many female friends because he was always like what's the goss like that's his type of personality okay. and what's the i actually really liked it about him because yeah he was very, he is very like metro i would say um and interesting had he's very popular with with guys and girls but it was never in a romantic way mm. um and because i was friends with him for so many years before we dated that um, I guess I had seen it and he barely like he'd never crack on with any of his girl f female friends ever and I just liked it because he understood women really well they would go to him and it was always just like nice yeah but then mm. again in relationships before that when they've had close female friends and you have that feeling and you're like I don't like it it's always you've always been I've always been right about it <laughs> mm, mm. So, yeah men are particularly uh, protective if a woman has uh, male friends, uh, not always, but generally it, it seems to be more lopsided in that, in that way. I, I was watching another guy, Chris Williamson. He's really good. I think he's got a channel called modern wisdom and he was talking about how men, are, there was a study that showed men are more likely to perceive a woman to be attracted to him, uh, in any given situation versus, uh, women are less likely to perceive attraction from a from a man, which is all that's very like that's pretty so obvious, true. right? But <clears throat> the argument is that it makes evolutionary sense because men can then it, it's better to, for us to have a radar where we think, oh, that person's actually is into me when they might not be, because it's better to then just go for quantity over quality, yeah, uh, and spread your genes yeah. more in that sense. That's so and funny. then he was saying though, and then there was some um, discussion in the comments. He said, uh, so that whether it makes moral sense, but it makes sense why uh, men are a bit more protective of say the, the male colleague at work, who's getting a bit too close or the, the male friend mm -hmm. that the female may have because they understand how men have this uh, disproportionate radar of uh, female attraction towards yeah. themselves um yeah but my issue with that is well just because you're attracted to someone it doesn't mean you can't be friends with them right it's about whether you act on that like it, because then the logical uh step after that would be okay you're allowed to have female friends but they can only be ugly which is just a bit ridiculous right because <laughs> you got to just be able to trust yeah. someone that even if someone is attractive they're not going to act on it i don't know like i have a lot of male friends right and a lot of them are attractive but hand on heart can say i'm not attracted to any that's of that's where them. men and women are, um, that's where there is a difference yeah there, right? so you always see the people debating about this online where guys are like there's no difference between someone being attractive and being attracted to them and women are like, yes, there's a difference. Um, so for me, I would never be friends with someone that I am genuinely attracted to. Uh, mm. Whilst in a relationship, I wouldn't socialize with them. If I had a guy friend and I was like, oh, you like find him so sexy or whatever, I would not be seeing him as a mate. I just wouldn't. Well, that's tr yeah, but that's where there's a difference between men and women on average there, because I think. I don't think that distinction is as clear with men where there are people who are yeah. attract attractive, but I'm not yeah. attracted to them. Well, I think you can mm -hmm. be attracted to someone and choose to not act on it. And then yeah. 
I think be so friends too. with them. Yeah. I know that could be uncomfortable for people to hear, but I mean, again, I've, I've said this, like, I'm attracted to the mannequins, you know? Like the mannequins are, I, I, I swear to God, I walked past this mannequin at this bikini store the other day and I was like, fuck. <laughs> like it actually was, it was like the perfect shape. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> so look, all right. You can't then can say, yeah. because then, it, all right, you just can't hang out with anyone or any anything that you're attracted to. Well, that's everything. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's different because I know that if I was attracted to someone, Mm -hmm. I would have like an emotional kind of thing there. Um, Whereas I think that men have feel like it's easier to be like, oh, I would want to fuck you, but I have no feelings for you whatsoever. Um, Whereas women will more likely fall into the if I want to fuck you, it's because I have a crush on you and like a little bit of feelings even though i have a partner or whatever so i think that's maybe the difference whereas anyway it's it's shitty on both sides but also it's like it's life and um you can't you shouldn't be removing things from your life because of a relationship unless it's a really clear boundary across which needs to be agreed between both partners yeah there's always situations (laughs) where it's a bit murky uh yeah x i don't like that murky yeah there was one ex of mine who had a male friend who she was very close to and I didn't have an issue with it but then when she revealed a few things that that made me uncomfortable so he had a huge yeah. crush on her back in high school and and then they stayed mm-hmm. friends and that made me a bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then also yeah. whenever once when we had a fight she went and like cried to him and I was like, oh, no, oh, that's no. too much. Yeah. That's way too much. That Yeah. Um, that was always a rule for me is that if you have a fight with like, – like Adrian currently does not have many female friends aside from just my friends. Um, so this doesn't apply. But in the past, I would always say if we have a fight, um, don't go to your female friends to talk badly on me because they're going to validate you. And they're going to, you know, that's a good rule or boundary, boundary. So, and even family, I'm like, don't, if it's a petty fight, don't talk to your family because it ruins your, um, you know, their trust in, in you as a partner for something that you get over in two hours. And then they're still be fuming about it. Like, yeah, because if you're only talking to your friends and family, when you've had a negative experience, then they get a completely skewed interpretation of what this person is actually like. They don't see the day-to-day things where you're just being a good boyfriend slash girlfriend. And I had another uh, partner who uh, lived with a guy who she was friends with. And then I I, I shouldn't have, I, you, you can't help it. You're just curious, you know. I did ask, I was eventually, oh, so have you ever like, done, you know, did you ever hook up with that guy or anything? And she said, no, oh, no, 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 I would never do that. Although when we first met at a party, he said, oh, I, first I was attracted to you, but then I realized I wasn't. And I was like, oh, give me a fucking break. This guy playing the long sneaky game for sure. <laughs> Not that I was threatened by uh, it necessarily, but I was like, oh, see, that's the sort of thing where a man would think, yeah, all right, come on, bro. Whereas the woman might be a bit more trusting and say, oh, no, like, yeah, he's not attracted to me at all. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm like, so side with the girl yeah, in that, though, because like, I've lived with guys that I knew were into me, but I was like, eh. 
sure. Like, I, I, <laughs> He's I over know, it. Yeah, but no, see, that is where I disagree. But I understand that, I sh- you know, the man shouldn't feel threatened because if she's going to act on it, she's going to act on it. Act- women probably do have more self-control in that sort of stuff. If they cheat, it's usually because there's an issue with the relationship. Uh, mm. Although I do think that might be changing, hearing some of the stories from Gen Z, uh, which whether that's a good <laughs> thing or not, it's more equitable. Uh, but when I hear that's what he said, I just cringe. I think, dude, you don't, like, what are you talking about? Oh, I thought I was attracted to you, but then I realized I was just your friend. Oh, give me a fucking break. Like, that's, you like her. Okay, just admit it. Yeah. That's just, that, no, I'm yeah. sorry. That's not, I don't know. Do you think, though, that people can, you know, have you not been in one of those situations where you, for like someone for like a day and then you realize that you meet their personality and you're like, oh, I can't believe I ever had that thought. Well, that's different, you know? but it's but it's different if like I, I'm attracted to this person and I like them and then I realize that I'm yeah. just going to, that, oh, no, I just like them as a friend. You know, I, I okay, I'm sure there are some situations where that could occur, but uh, I just find yeah. it, I, I just cringed when I heard that was, those were the direct words. Oh, when I first met yeah, you, I look, was so I into say you that. and I liked you and then I realized, oh, no, I yeah. don't like you. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's a yeah bit it is such say. a bit bizarre thing to say. And he always was a bit weird when I would come over. He would sort of like run away, um, which makes sense. It's sort of like, you know, you want to give the couple some privacy, sure. But I don't know. That's so f- that that's a bit. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. that reminds me of um, when I was living with a guy and I started dating Adrian and I had Adrian over for like the first time and my housemate was like, "Oh, I heard you're re- you're really into rock climbing." And Adrian was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "No, that was, that was a different guy." <laughs> but um, yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> it's super funny. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was I was well into the dating scene when I met Adrian, so I understand my roommate's confusion because sure. I was telling him all these stories and stuff. Yeah, and that then, happens. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then look, if you live with someone, you're going to be friends with them without a doubt, uh, and yeah. you're going to be maybe even be protective. Sure. Uh, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I would be uncomfortable if it was someone that you lived with that you had previously. If if a if a girlfriend or a partner. It, it, was living with someone that they had either previously dated or even hooked up with, I'd yeah. say, nah, not okay yeah. with that at all. Yeah, that's, sure. And I think that's a fair question to ask. I don't think that's me being insecure if I find out someone's yeah. living with a guy and, and I ask, all right, have you ever done stuff with them? Um, I know that can be yeah. a messy situation because if you've got a six to 12-month lease and then your boyfriend's not comfortable with you living with someone that you've hooked up with, uh, it can be awkward, but I I think that's a very fair boundary. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Anyway, that's not even what we were going to talk about. Good anyway. little introduction. And uh, ooh, not doing it at the top of this podcast. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Crush Organic CBD Oil. Uh, I use their diamond oil right there at the moment. I've upgraded. I started off with the everyday CBD oil. Then I moved up to the platinum oil. Now... I'm smashing that diamond oil every day. I, I actually wasn't a very good sleeper. I'd often sleep five, six hours a night, wake up for an hour or two in the middle of the night. And, you know, if you're an overthinker like me, I'm sure that's uh, normal. But I'm telling you this, the, the CBD oil, if, if it's done one thing, it's dramatically improved my sleep. 
fantastically mm. improved my sleep. It's a miracle. I haven't slept like this since I was a kid. So uh, Crush Organics with a K, crushorganics.com. Use the code Neil for 40% off. 40% off. They also have gummies. They have pet products. They have all sorts of products, uh, CBD oil. Uh, and if you're a first-time user, start off with one or two drops. Ease your way into it. You can put it in a, in a drink or you can just uh, drop it straight onto the tongue. Love it. Can't say uh, enough good <laughs> words about it. Crushorganics.com. Use the code Neil. Okay. This is a question, this podcast. This comes from Tom. And he said, Hello to you both. Hope you're staying safe at the moment. Thank you. Although you've already covered incels, my favorite topic, I wanted to raise a related but new topic, which is the Sigma male. I'm sure you'll provide a short explanation to the listeners before you discuss it in depth, but based on what I know of the subject, it seems like incels have just hit new heights of avoiding responsibility and pretending they don't need to work on themselves in any way. I know that's a strong opinion, but that's the impression I have. Maybe you'll prove me wrong, maybe not. Oh, that's a challenge, I think. Uh, I'd also be interested to know what you think the Sigma male, why you think the Sigma male idea has gained popularity so quickly in recent times. Love the podcast, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, I actually spoke with Jordan about Sigma male. It just popped up um, on our 100th podcast. We did our 100th podcast a while ago. By the time this... Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. By the time this one comes out, it would have been about a week and a half. So I actually covered it a little bit. Straight off the bat, I don't know if I agree with the assertion that it's that the the concept of the Sigma male is a way for incels to avoid responsibility. Yeah, I always yeah. thought Sigma male was just a sort of a stereotype or an archetype of a, a sort of lone wolf type of man, a guy who uh, lives his own life. I guess he's a stereotypical, mysterious but uh, intriguing. John yeah, Wick. John Wick, the Mr. What's his That's name? That's always the example. The Fifty Shades of Grey guy. That kind of a guy. Yeah. And where that differentiates from, say, an alpha male is that an alpha male is like the leader of the pack. He's a very sort of sociable, uh, in the midst of it, he's, he's the uh, leader of men and he's just got inherent status among people. Whereas, yes, the Sigma male is usually the sort of artistic type or the, 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 you know, the, the guy who just lives alone and is a bit, uh, he's complicated, you know? And the woman wants to un mm. unfurl yeah. his character and figure out what he's about and, and, mm -hmm. and understand all the layers. So I'm guessing that he's uh, he's saying that incels might have an opinion of, uh, oh, well, women. in the same way incels would just say, oh, women go for alpha males, women go for chads all the time, and they avoid the nice guys. Now they just found another stereotypical popular male that uh just allows them to make excuses for not working on themselves so in that sense I, I think that may be what he's saying however i don't think that the sigma male evolved as this sort of incel construct to avoid responsibility i think there probably are a lot of uh incels who might have that view where they say well i'm not a sigma male or an alpha male and i never will be so what's the point of even trying um, but Eliza, do you know, have you, have, had you even heard of the Sigma male before? Did you know this was a thing? I haven't. There and it's, I saw a really funny, um, meme, I think about, about, um, how 
you know, cis people, cisgender people always complaining about the LGBTI community bringing out so many genders. And then it's like also cisgendered people, alpha males, beta males, <laughs> delta males, sigma delta? males. I don't know. Like, What's a delta male? <laughs> um, I don't Somewhere know. Some kind of middle. variant from COVID. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, men who have had COVID. Hey, that's my okay. theory. But I don't understand. Is his question saying that it's incel i don't get the like connection to incels is he saying incels have made or found another you know group to hate on and be jealous of or is he saying that incels have just evolved to become you know rename themselves as sigma males so i actually did follow up with him in an email and he said to me it seems Um, like incels have come up with a male version of being a strong independent woman who don't need no man uh so Oh, okay, that makes a bit more sense there where he's saying, okay, this is the Sigma male archetype. Like men going yeah, their own it's way. Yeah, probably more similar to MGTOW, but my interpretation yeah. of the Sigma male was never that. My interpretation was actually he's quite popular with women. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't oh, prioritize yes. women, he doesn't put them on a pedestal, which are probably good things, uh, but he does yeah. have a lot of popularity with women. So I, I, yes, don't, yeah. know, I don't know if that's the... Uh, way i would define that a sigma is, male but if it yeah. is okay let's say that it there there is this idea of uh oh look women it, look, let's take the most uh red slash black pilled view of modern women and relate that to how they could see the sigma male so okay women today have been poisoned by modern feminism and they only think about themselves so therefore it's in a man's best interest to just avoid marriage and avoid women entirely and just go their own way and do their own thing and be successful so i always thought that was migtow uh i wouldn't yeah, yeah i wouldn't have sort of made that connection with the to yeah, sigma. yeah yeah but again these are all sort of just we- weird categories Opinions that people have come up with on well i don't know if it's 4chan and yeah. whatever in in the in the in the blog in the blogs <laughs> in those manosphere yeah. blogs um, which occasionally I glance at, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think, Tom, I don't think it's that sort of an archetype. I think that's MGTOW. And I agree with you then that like, yeah, there's a, there's a portion of MGTOW that are just in many ways, it could be seen as a trauma response in a similar vein to the single independent yeah. woman who don't need no man. Well, I'm a, I'm the successful, mm. uh, man who don't, need a woman and i think deep down both of those people probably do want companionship and love again it could be wrong they could be asexual uh but i i can't help but but feel and again it's just my opinion uh the vast majority of human beings yearn for um romantic and intimate connections and maybe uh they've developed these sorts of archetypes and identities to uh, uh create an unconscious shield uh, because they've been vulnerable and, and hurt mm. before and they've sort of acted in a way that they've been expected to act like as uh, traditional wisdom and, and fairy tales and modern culture would tell them and that's resulted in them um, being heartbroken and we can't diminish that. We can't say, oh, you're just, uh, you know, you're who hurt you. That's a very dismissive way of looking at things like this and even just the term mm. incel, I said this in our initial podcast with Incel, I would differentiate between a person who is very resentful and, and has these uh, uh, this sort of uh, antagonistic view of women versus someone who's really trying and just can't get laid. I really actually feel bad yeah. for that person in many ways. Yeah. So 
and not just laid, can't find a, a partner, can't find a, a girlfriend if they're straight. Yeah. And that, I think we should have compassion for those people because they, um, I know what that's like. I've been in that position when I was younger where uh, you, you try, you're trying everything, you're doing the best you can. And as a result, what happens is then you can come across as needy, even if it's not intended. And then that never, and then people can sense that. And it, and it's sort of, it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. in many ways, but it's a very difficult mm. loop to get out of because, uh, well, success and success in so far as uh, uh, generating healthy partnerships and healthy connections with people that breeds confidence and then confidence breeds more success. But if you don't have that confidence, it's very hard to get the success. And if you, can't get the success it's very hard to get the confidence so there's this sort of very negative um loop that some people are stuck in but i digress um what do you think of the that archetype of the sigma male do you think it's uh there's truth to it well i think first of all i think that my understanding of a sigma male is basically the introverted version of an alpha male. So he is equally successful, um, you know, he is independent, um, but the alpha male is loud, boisterous and popular, whereas the sigma male is quiet, reserved and, and, you know, kind of hidden, but everyone's still attracted to him and he's mysterious. And, you know, if, if you read any, you know, movie or book read if you watch any movies or read any books that are you know romantic um intense romance it's always the same stereotype and it is mm. that sigma male it's this like like you said 50 shades of gray he's super rich handsome and successful but no one can you know get to his heart um except one girl and then she wins him over and all these things it's always like there's so many books that i've read have the same character actually i was reading um a book called dopamine nation and she the author talks about how she actually had she's an addiction specialist and she had an addiction to erotica novels worse, and there's worse that, things to be addicted to than, than reading yeah true <laughs> True. Um, and that after, you know, reading 300 books of erotica, she had determined that every single book had the same, you know, person that is, appears to be unattainable. He's either part of the mafia or he's in, you know, Romeo and Juliet, he's with a different family and he shouldn't be together. Or she's a fairy and he's a werewolf, like all this kind of shit where they shouldn't be together or he doesn't want to be with anyone because he's too dangerous. And women love that mm. shit. Women love mysterious men. It is Sigma males, I think, are more attractive to women than alpha males. If we're going to go by the, you know, this isn't an because, actual psychological because, phenomenon. Eliza, yeah, using that as a highlight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Based in literature, I think it is it's accurate um and it's like batman and he he's a sigma male um, yeah whereas uh spider-man well sorry superman superman's a sigma male as well but clark kent he's boring yep. you know what's her name yes, lana lang is yes, it yes exactly lewis lane i forget whichever one yeah yeah lewis he loves I the think. initials ll uh <laughs> she doesn't like clark kent but oh she's so intrigued by superman and it just plays yeah. into the male fantasy yeah. of, oh, we all have that Superman or that Batman, that hero inside of us. And James yeah. Bond is probably the the most notable Sigma male archetype there, there is. He's just a lone wolf yeah. who 
fights bad guys, but he's extremely charming, extremely uh, uh, physically proficient, if you want to call it that. And he just uh, sleeps with women all over the place. It's it's really actually playing into this boyhood fantasy many men have. It's uh, it's a fairy tale for mm. grown men. A lot of the action movies and the superhero movies and the James Bond movies. And uh, I think deep down, mm. every man sort of. I, I think most mature men would know uh, that's not really realistic, but they'd but they'd yearn to live that life where you just. Uh, yeah, it's like you just put your head down, you work mm. hard, you work so hard, and then you're successful, and then women just want to fuck you all the mm. time, and like it's all below deck, kind of. Yeah, it's so. And I also think that the validation of knowing how attractive this stereotype is to women is another thing that makes it, you know, also a fantasy of not only women but also men, um, yeah. because they want to live that life, and women want to have them, those men, and win them over. And I was, you know, thinking about this podcast and he can get so cringe like i would see straight through that bullshit blah 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 but then i thought like when i first met um adrian and like i said before i was dating a few guys um not at the same time but just before mm-hmm. him i was you know in the process and they were all super into me super keen and i was being like oh, i don't want to settle down again i want to be single like i get it you're obsessed with me that's not <laughs> really how i was thinking but that's you yeah, know it how was. it was and um <laughs> and then when i met um adrian i he's really shy but i pers- i didn't think he was shy because i see this guy i see he's handsome he's got tattoos everywhere Mm. and he's kind of just i thought he was like really calm and and you know quiet but um like cool and it was driving me crazy because i couldn't read him and i was like i always can figure someone out in three seconds flat couldn't figure it out and it was driving me crazy and then the sigma yeah and then (laughs) <laughs> exactly and during the date my best mate texted me saying how is it and i was like oh i don't think he's that into it so it's i'm not too keen like i don't know we'll see um and then when we left when we were leaving he was like um i'll pick you how about i pick you up and take you to dinner in like three days and i was like wait he likes me like what the fuck then he picks me up Ooh. for dinner and we went to the movies That's and cool. i was like waiting the, the whole night for him to like kiss me and he just didn't he just dropped me home afterwards and he was like all right have a good night and I was like oh he's not into me and then I spent like the whole fucking week thinking about him um and it was just because I couldn't it wasn't obvious to me that he was you know liking me and we were actually talking about this last night and he was like when I met you I was so nervous you were like the coolest girl I've ever (laughs) met like I was I didn't know how to talk like I couldn't say anything I was like crippled with my nerves but we just had such different like (laughs) perceptions of it yeah yeah, so then, you know, I have 100% fallen into that trap. So when I looked it up today, I was like, what is it about mysterious men that is so, like, appealing and, you know, sexually gratifying to women? And then it comes out with all these, you know, accurate studies about how it's not necessarily the mysteriousness, although it is at some times, but it's also the time spent between your dates wondering. So if you go on a date and you're like, oh, he's so into me, that was fun, cool. Um, Can't wait for our next date, whatever. You kind of baseline, but if you're leaving a date thinking, 
this is like was he into it like where will this go you start to fantasize and think and imagine all these possible avenues of it more than you would if you were 100 percent certain of how they feel so this is what um the research i was saying was coming up with was that it's the time that you spent in between your visit visits wondering where was that person's head at that you're putting so much focus and energy onto that person that it makes your you know feelings deeper and then i came across this crazy study which is super interesting about these girls um were told that their facebook like profile pictures were going to be looked at by a bunch of men so there was three groups of girls and then each group, the first group, um, they showed four guys to them and they said, these guys rated you as the most attractive of all the girls' profiles they looked at. And then the second group, it was like, these four guys rated you the most average of all the girls' profile pictures they looked at. And then the third group was these guys, uh, they didn't tell them um, whether or not they found the guys found them attractive or unattractive. So then they flipped the switch and they said, okay, now um, we want you to rate the four guys so the first two groups um you know the ones that had mm, the guys like found me that. attractive and the ones that and found me unattractive were like oh it was mixed some of them were you know mm. yeah these guys are cute some of them were like eh, i don't care whatever they're all right but the third group when they didn't know how they felt about them they all said these guys are really really handsome but it was the same four guys in each study group so really oh, um, wow. interesting yeah very interesting <laughs> i loved yeah. it yeah. That's just, wow. How can you unpack and even extrapolate any consistent truths from that? That's so fascinating. And it does yeah. almost play into the, um, a little bit of that Intel mentality of, well, <laughs> if you're just nice and honest and you tell the girl that you like her it and does, that she's eh? beautiful, she's not as interested. So there's some yeah. sort of, uh, evolutionary, psychological wisdom at play here i think it may be because the men who uh, seem coy and seem mysterious are likely to come across that way because they don't feel like they need this woman so they've got other priorities yeah. in their life they've got a purpose they've got meaning um mm. and it's not that they mm. uh, resent the women or it's not that they look down on them but it's not a priority for them and that's a sort of heuristic signal to suggest that this is a an important man or it's a man of high status or there's some sort of other unconscious factor at play there. Whereas the men yeah. who are just fawning over the women and saying, you're really beautiful, I want to take you out, you're amazing. Uh, it's, it's subconsciously uh, saying that, you know, you're above me. I've mm. already put you on this pedestal. And yeah. as noble and virtuous as that can be when it's done honestly and when it's not done out of insecurity i can also understand on a subconscious level how that may not be uh, viscerally attractive because yeah, yeah exactly yeah, if, if i'm the, his but priority what... well he's going to be needy and shouldn't he have other priorities then i have to rule yeah. this relationship make all the decisions like i have to be the one in control but what um speaking i guess of an evolutionary perspective is that one of the things that i guess when i looked up what is the difference between an alpha male and a sigma male the difference was that the alpha male or the sigma male doesn't care what the tribe thinks um but yet still maintains the equal 
um, success of a alpha male who is also, you know, trying to maintain you know, his popularity within the tribe. And then I think about that from an evolutionary perspective, what's going to be more appealing, someone that is equally successful, so can bring you just as much, you know, meat and fur and, fur. you know, caveman shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. I don't know. Someone that can protect you hey, you're, hey, equally you're starving as much. In the jungle. Here's some fur. <laughs> you're freezing? Oh, uh, true, 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 true. <laughs> Man, yeah man. um or someone that is gonna be like by the way baby i can protect you whether or not we're in the tribe or not i'm i've got this yeah I, got I can survive so i think that's cave. yeah that's what it is mm. that if mm. they were to separate from the tribe they would know i'm still safe i'm still protected and i have a better chance of survival so and also that women just love to have feel like they have unlocked someone um or you know women bond through sharing emotional um stories and and information about themselves that's an that's a you know that's not a theory that's um just facts and that if imagine the achievement you feel when you have someone that's really closed off and private finally sharing that information that you desperately seek that someone else will just give you willy-nilly mm. you know over your coffee first time you meet them <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a bigger achievement imagine that so, on the first second yeah. or third date oh here are all my insecurities here's an entire picture of who here's I my am. trauma yeah no, you gotta yeah. you gotta hold that hold on to that boys uh tell the For boys a little bit but never give her the full picture of who you are because you always want her guessing you know you always want something for her to work out for this exact reason <laughs> It's like I'm in such a weird position because I like now I, I just crave so bad saying, no, don't do that. Come forward with everything. But then like, obviously, look at what relationship I'm in and how that started. So I am yeah, I know. going against all my own, is, what, you th- what sure, I think. All but, of this yeah. is uh, playing into our fantasies and our, uh, you know, uh, base sexual desires. But for the practical reality of a long term monogamous pair mm. bond, you sometimes have to actually ignore your sexual attraction and look for someone who you're more compatible with. And in many ways, that is the, what, not, not, not the, the beta male, but the, you know, the dependable, consistent person, both man and, and woman. Um, yeah. I would also, I think the alpha male is probably more likely to be respected by other men, whereas the sigma male can be, yes. oh, that guy's weird, or that guy's an outcast, that guy's an asshole. Or envy. Yeah, envied as well. Uh, when Jordan and I were speaking, we I think the stereotypes, I guess, in an Australian high school would be like the captain of the footy team is the alpha male and like the the musician, the like good-looking yeah. musician, yeah. that's the sigma male. So we both <laughs> so identified true. with because we're in the yeah. arts world. We were like, yeah, we're sigma males, which is a very beta male thing yeah. to say. But uh, the the yeah the, 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 the like the sports stars are probably the alpha males, right? Because they're physically they have physical yeah. prowess and they're uh, in many ways boisterous and loud, especially when they're on the field, especially if it's a team sport. And if they're the captain, they're the leader, they're the general taking their team into battle. It's, it's very alpha in many ways. Whereas the, the musician uh, or the, the artist who uh, uh, keeps to himself and, and goes to a party once every couple of months just shows up for a while, stands, at the, stands back. at the back, but not but through yet, insecurity. He's so sexy. Yeah, just because yeah. he's bored <laughs> and, confident. and he wants, he's got other things to do. So, 
And he's like, oh, this is so immature. High school <laughs> That's exactly what I used to think. But in a very beta way. I made fun of people in my high school parties. Like the first one where everyone was really drunk. I just acted really drunk. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. And then I never got invited to one till year 12 again. Um, yeah. But no, I backed that. I made the Sigma move there. It didn't pay off, but hey. Back myself, and then I was when I got to year twelve. I didn't know my limits compared. Everyone else had already, you know, they'd had their whatever vodka soda, bloody double blacks, and and you know, no knew their limits. Whereas I was the idiot that, that oh that's cute. Oh, he's getting so drunk. So yeah, oh, no. then I became the, the 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 Delta. Maybe that's the Delta male. <laughs> that's yeah. the Delta. Well, so where are you at now? You you're at Alpha. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. That's uh, that's for uh, women to decide. The community. So they can they can decide. <laughs> I don't know. All right, women, <laughs> hit me up with your thoughts. I reckon we just take them down a notch and say yeah. Delta. <laughs> Delta, damn. Well, Delta started in India, didn't it? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the Delta that male. Good. That was very yeah. good. It makes sense why you're a comedian. Yeah. Mm. It's all just clicked for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very funny on this podcast. Um, but you are, don't we say. Were, I don't want to be funny on the podcast. I want to be funny oh, in a okay, comedy well. setting, actually. A big reason I started these podcasts was because I wanted to showcase my serious side, actually. So, because there's oh. this kind of, you know, whenever you do interviews as a comedian, you're almost expected to be funny. And I'm not a, like, I'm not a funny guy in real yeah. life. I'm observational and, you know, I'm not a clownish sort of person. Um yeah, I was floored when I met you because I thought you'd be like, hey. Yeah, everyone thinks <laughs> And you were yeah, just like, yeah. hey. But no, I'm actually quite uh, Come sit down. quiet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very introverted and like, yeah. and, and serious yeah. when I speak. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've just sort of opted to do comedy as more of a craft than as an inherent personality. Um, anyway. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, such a Sigma male thing to do. Um, I'm really just quiet yeah. and, and observational. Yeah, and I just so go logical. to parties and I observe, and then I and then I create. <laughs> um, but we're also going to talk about alpha women on this podcast. So oh, yeah. we're going to talk about sigma That's males right. and alpha women. So when you say alpha women, uh, this was your suggestion. So what what do you what do you mean by that? What what's your version of an alpha woman? Like a CEO. Mm-hmm. Super successful, super rich, okay. but no men want her. And kind of bitchy. Yeah, um, okay, so okay. I, I feel like, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, research about women marrying or dating down. Um, but, you know, that can be explained by the fact that women actually have higher levels of education these days. So it's more, more can, likely. Can, really- but... So is there because I I've been reading stuff that says women are less likely to be attracted to men who have a lower education level and also uh, men who who earn less than than they do. Uh, in fact, there's studies where like but women tr- would prefer someone with equal or more education educational attainment. Yet now uh, it's sixty forty in universities so women uh make up about 60 percent. this was america and then i'm pretty sure i looked in australia it was about the same uh so therefore you, you, just by the statistics 20 percent of women in universities are gonna, might be disappointed yes but that's true 
but that's that those um studies are about attraction whereas what actually right. like okay, okay. marriage and relationships show that women are more likely to marry down um so really? in nowadays recently yeah um so just, i did a little sorry, bit of just really quickly is that in terms of just yeah. education level and income or how we yeah yeah yeah, that's just education and income. Um, and so then I looked into in the most recent like studies on women's earnings and things like that. And um, that bank released a recent one that showed actually in Australia, 40% of women now are the main breadwinners of the household, um, which has grown by... 11% in the last 10 years. Um, wow. So that's interesting. That trend continues. Yeah. It, it, won't, it won't be long till it's 50%. Yeah, exactly. So that that's really interesting. And also, like I said before, women are more likely to be have more women are educated than men these days, um, which would have just been shocking 50 mm. years ago to say Tertiary that. Education. But Depends how you define yeah. education. Yeah. The yeah, true, true. Yeah, you're very educated. Don't worry. Nick. But what I found really interesting is actually because I was trying to find um, there's a lot of, um, you know, antidote, like just people saying stories about how I'm a successful woman, yet no man yeah. wants me. And I was trying to find, is there actual research that backs this? The only thing that I could really find about do men, are they less likely attracted to um you know women who have higher incomes and more education levels and there was only one study where basically they a, a group of undergrads were showing pictures of the same women various groups and they said um you know the this one's a co-worker this one is an assistant and this one is um a manager mm. Who do you find the most attractive? And each time they varied the women and their titles. And basically, no matter which woman it was, these men were or boys, or no, they were men, were voting the assistants as the most attractive. Um, so, which I thought was funny. But then, like I guess the the other side of that study is that these were undergrads, so men that were like twenty one. Right. Um, and then I was like, well, that was the only study I could find that backs that. But then the other studies I found is that. This one was really interesting that I found that a man's happiness level apparently grows by 8% each year of post high school education that his partner has had. So Adrian, I've studied seven years post high school, so he should be 56% happier than a man who is dating someone that hasn't had any post high school education. How did they, so uh, he's how did just, they measure that? Yeah. I would like to know that too. It's all just contradictory. Everything wow. I found basically is what I'm saying is yeah. contradictory. So I don't really think either of those things are accurate. But there was, I found, I did find a couple other ones saying that men have reported um, happier and more relationship satisfaction from women that have are educated. And it didn't really say okay. in what way they're educated. Like, is it intelligence or is it? you know, post high school study. Um, so, but that was what was reported. And I don't know if the same was for women, whether or not they find more, I couldn't find anything about that. Yeah. So. There's a, there is contradictory evidence to this sort of stuff because I don't know, I actually did a yeah. video about this a couple of weeks ago where 
all the articles and, and studies I was looking at it, well, I guess they were focused mainly on attraction. I wasn't looking into right. relationship satisfaction. Um, I haven't done a, uh, the amount of research you have here, but through, I guess, anecdotes and some videos I've seen, uh, there was one TED Talk which was just so disliked. It was just uh, unbelievable. It was a woman who was 31 and she was talking about how I'm a successful woman, I've got a PhD, Uh but men don't want me. Why? I think I watched that and I cringed so much. She was sort of blaming men for not being attracted to her and the attitude she had was what was unattractive. It was, I'm entitled to men because I'm successful Mm. and confident and intelligent. It's like well, incel. yeah, it's like the yeah. it's like the inverse of the incel. It's uh, the successful yeah, incel. Um, female, and, yeah, and then they assume it's the success and the intelligence that's what's uh, putting men off. When no, we can just like looking at you, like uh, sorry, listening to you. I should say it, it was just a t- <laughs> it was just a turn off. It was, yeah. um, and and they conflate. There's this conflation with like confidence. And not even assertiveness, but but this kind of domineering, entitled attitude. That's at least how it comes across. Mm. Now, I know the sort of mm. feminist uh, counterpoint to that is, well, when men uh, uh, showcase those characteristics, they're called dominant and, yeah, they're called, like, assertive, whereas yeah. when women showcase it, it's, it, they're bitchy and they're annoying. Controlling, yeah. But yeah. I, I firmly believe there's, there's, there's a subtle difference. Well, not even subtle, but there's a difference between assertiveness and confidence and, well, bitchiness. Or for a, from a man, if, if, if it's a more masculine sort of bitchiness, I don't know, domineering, bullying tendencies. Petty. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Confidence yeah. is quiet. Confidence isn't trying to prove itself and outdo everyone and, mm. and constantly get your point across. It's... It's only being assertive when you need to be. And it's otherwise being kind and, and gentle and assuming the best of others and listening to everyone. And then when the situation calls for it, you stand up for yourself. And if you need to put your foot down, you put your foot down. But I can't help but feel um, both those other uh, personality traits in, in men and women are some form of like aberration of confidence ego-driven confidence yeah, look, and and there yeah, was also a video yeah. where to- tommy lauren who was also who's like this republican darling in america uh just this kind of petite blonde who's always criticizing the democrats and a lot of male followers i assume like her because she's attractive uh because she's not really saying anything that dramatically different to the other republican pundits um but then she made this whole spiel uh Basically, there's this list of like, you know, men are trash and this is why, you know, this is what men need to do to be better and like make plans, oh, follow through with did it. Did you send me yeah, that? It was yeah. like the most unattractive <laughs> that was thing wild. Yeah. any man has ever seen. And, and again, the yeah, like narrative crazy. is that, oh, because I'm confident and strong and assertive, that's why men don't want me. Yeah. Well, no, you have to look yeah. into other factors. It's the same with, the, I suppose, the microscope on uh racial disparities you know the the, the, the uh unfortunate consequence is that whenever a a, a a um negative situation or event 
or interaction occurs, the immediate assumption is, oh, some sort of racism is at play here. When, well, no, you're avoiding an analysis of the entire situation there. Did you have a certain attitude that put someone off or uh, did that person give you a dirty look because you were being rude, not because you were um, had dark skin? Uh, so I, I can't help but feel like there's a similar sort of phenomenon occurring there. And I, I do wonder, uh, though, from my perspective, I think of like an assertive CEO and it's not that it's, it's it, I don't think it's a turn off, like an intelligent, really successful CEO, unless she's, so, it, it would depend if she's, you know, because I, I assume at work she has to be assertive and she has to be the boss. But if she's then bringing those personality traits and that attitude to the relationship where she's controlling, well then, yeah, that would be a turn off. And maybe men just assume, mm. okay, she's controlling in her job, so she's going to be controlling to me. Um, or there's an intimidation factor at play. Now, I don't, again, for me personally, I don't, I don't think I'm intimidated by successful rich women. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think I've, ever, I've never dated a CEO. So <laughs> I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, but there's some some broad thoughts there. I'll I'll try find the uh, Tommy Tommy Lauren video while. Yeah, that was crazy. I think like you know you raised a couple of good points about the definition and the changing of what is bitchy and what is confident. But I have to agree with that feminist viewpoint. Is that if a man and woman send the same email that is short and mm-hmm. blunt. For men, it's assertive and confident. For women, she's bitchy and in a bad mm. mood. And there's, you know, there's a lot on there about that. So I do, yeah. I do disagree in that aspect. But everything else, like women saying, "Oh, men don't want to approach me because I'm so successful," but maybe it's because you're a little bit, you know, there's a lot of ego in there. And for there is a difference between men and women and whether or not that's attractive for men. You know, that's a testosterone masculine trait and women perceive that as attractive um and maybe they don't perceive sensitivity as as attractive um whereas when you know genders reverse women um if they have a high ego men may not perceive that as attractive not in all cases but Mm -hmm. in some and they may perceive women that are sensitive compassionate to be more attractive Mm. so it's it's not necessarily a i'm so successful and you know men are backwards because they're intimidated by me but it's whether or not it's just that basic um which you know personality traits are more you know exhibited but that being said i have had three romantic interests have an issue with me out earning them what did they say um, and had... like what were they just saying they were yeah. emasculated or were they uh what 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 were why were they intimidated well one of them, I'll go through them really briefly. One of them said to me, um, how much do you earn? <laughs> Just straight off. And I told him and he was like, this is an issue um, because I don't earn that much. It's not going to, it's not going to work. I said, well, yeah, it, it's, it's fine. Like, I mean, I'm kind of turned off now, but like, it's not really an issue. It's not that much different. It's like, it was like $25,000 difference in our salaries. And he was like, no, you earn way more than me. I'm not going to reach that level. Like, um, mm. it's not, it's not like. I think he said it's not hot or it's something like that. I don't think he said it's not attractive. It was just something really silly. And I was like, fuck, okay, whatever. And then one of my more serious boyfriends had said, um, 
it wasn't he wasn't as rude about it he was just like oh okay i have to work really hard then and i've got to i got to right. catch up to you like that's my goal and so it wasn't maybe like he wasn't punishing me for it or being rude so that was okay and then the last one i've talked about this guy before um and what he said but i had we got dinner um after i had finished um one of my like courses or something to celebrate and i was like talking about something I learned about something um, that was interesting. And he was like, I really don't like that you just, you know, throw your um, everything, you know, in my face. And that like, you know, you always talk about things that I'm not aware of. And if this was someone that was, you know, self-conscious about being unintelligent or something like that, I would think that makes sense. This guy was a lawyer, like not like a studying to be a lawyer. He was a full blown lawyer who was a extremely smart, made a lot of money, but he didn't like that. He, I knew things he didn't. And anyway, I got up and I was like, this is silly. Like, to be honest, I'm not really willing to waste my time with someone that is going to have an issue if I talked about something I learned that day. And so I left and then later he called me crying and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just find it really, I've never been in a you know, scenario where um, everyone I've dated has been baristas <laughs> or, or worked in retail and I haven't dated someone that says things I don't know the meaning of and I don't actually like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to do? And he said, I think that we should just, um, you know, maybe not talk about it. But the ironic thing is, is that when we were messaging, if I ever said like, oh my God, ha ha, something that's cooked, he'd then get upset about me for being unintelligent in my texting so i was like you can't win with this guy anyway i dumped him obviously um so yeah it's come up a few times interesting yeah because i don't, it doesn't i suppose there's some variation as to what would be perceived as an alpha woman uh i i i, mm. I guess with men there's a very clear-cut stereotype there of what is an alpha male yeah. an alpha woman seems to be an emerging phenomenon because uh, mm. 30, 40 years ago, well, there would have been a, a, maybe a matriarch, the head of the family, the head of the household, the, uh, what are they called when they're the, uh, head, they own the brothel or whatever, the, um, <laughs> Is it the madame? yeah, the madame, like that to yeah. me, I'm like, ah, oh, that's an alpha woman. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, or like, yeah, what's her name? Queen Latifah in, um, Moulin Rouge, the, the warden, yes. uh, that's, a, that's an alpha yes. woman, damn. But I can see where, yeah, some of the traits espoused by a, an alpha woman may not correlate with attractiveness, whereas generally the traits of an alpha male would, uh, a positive alpha, not a, you know, not a bully, a uh, man who's also generous and uh, can create a, uh, a strong relationship among his, well, if you want to call them subordinates or his team or whatever, it may be i can see how maybe yeah. that is more conducive to attraction uh it, it it's yeah. it is sad in a way that things that are objectively good for a person's career or for a person's life trajectory and health and happiness aren't always correlated to attractiveness uh by the opposite sex and you know mm. some of that is biological and some of that is cultural like with everything involved in attraction uh, I, I can't help but think this is going to change. There will be a cultural shift because if already now 40% of women are the main breadwinners in Australia, that's, surpri I, that's quite surprising, uh, to be honest. I thought yeah. it would be maybe like 
I don't know, 25, but there you go. Yeah, same, wow. yeah. Um, Very interesting. And that, if it's gone up 11% in the last 10 years, it's fair to assume that if that trend continues, it'll be 50% pretty soon. It may even become lopsided the other way. Surpass and then it. we're going to be yeah. in a really interesting society because if uh, if it's still attractive for a man to be, I guess, an alpha, to be confident, to be to be high status, to be competent at a particular domain or skill, men may evolve different hierarchies and it may not just be the, um, it may not just be career as to where they're dominant and, and skillful. And I think that actually yeah. is going to be a lot more emphasis on men's looks in, in, in the same way that historically there was a lot more emphasis on female looks. Or team sports yeah, or something. Yeah, things like that. And just now there's going to yeah. be in the, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, uh, the, you know, the sort of uh, traditionally unattractive men could get away with still becoming a very um, potent and uh, attractive person by being successful and, and confident. Uh, mm. Whereas that, and this is a sort of maybe a sexist thing where like, uh, usually for a woman, uh, if she's traditionally not attractive physically, even if she does emulate certain characteristics, um, it's hard for her to sort of climb that attractiveness hierarchy, which in many ways it is kind of sad, but mm. I do think that will probably change mm. in the next 10 to 20 years where I don't think even if a man is uh, conventionally unattractive, uh, he can be rich and, and powerful and confident because women mm. then have financial independence. Well, there's no mm. need for them to... Um, be attracted to those yeah. traits anymore you know they're, they're, i'm sure they'll always be gold diggers let's be honest they may even be male they'll be yeah. male gold diggers you know uh but yeah. um that we might actually see a very strong cultural shift i have seen studies where they've shown uh societies where uh women have more financial independence it does alter the 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 sort of traits they look for in um potential partners yes yeah and yeah, yeah it's very interesting it, 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 it'll actually force men to change their culture if there's such a well, thing I as think male that culture, one of the right? it's it's going to change yeah our behavior one of the determining factors though is going to be babies because you know there's a huge decrease in women having babies and i have a feeling that you know in 10 20 years it's going to be an issue so they're going to try bring that back or something because what one of the bring that back? you know well um, as in, you know, like how they had the baby bonus, oh, like God. you and get five thousand dollars, those kind of things. Sixteen-year-old bogans just <laughs> or well, yeah, up. who knows? <laughs> but I, who knows? It could either continue to decrease, or maybe it'll become you know trendy again to have babies young. You never mm. know. But I did see that you know, for these women that are considered to be high achievers, fifty um, percent mm. of them do not have children, compared to men who, you know, those that were deemed equally high achievers, only 19% of them don't have children. Uh -huh. So 80% of men can be high achievers and have children, whereas only 50% of men can be high achievers and have children. Um, so mm, who knows if, if those will continue to rise because if, that, if women continue to, you know, that stat about the breadwinners continues to rise, then the babies will continue to decrease, most likely. So mm. maybe we'll... 
become stagnant. But when you said about the attractiveness, um, this isn't a study, but just something that a famous, I can't even remember her name, relationship therapist was saying about alpha women and alpha males is that an alpha male and an alpha woman will never, there, or an alpha woman is attracted to alpha males, but it's not going to work. Um, that two alphas will just end up in this battle of dominance and control and that an alpha woman should date a beta male. (laughs) But then, and I I was, and I was reading it and I was like, this is bullshit. But then I thought, hang on, that guy that was just, I was talking about before telling me about, he didn't like that our study was very alpha male. Mm. Um, and he would always come at me if we ever argued, he'd be like, stop fucking psychoanalyzing me and all this shit and trying to counsel me. Mm. And then I think about Adrian, who's like, I love that you earn money. I want to be a stay at home dad. If we like, if he's going through something and I'm like, true this, he's like, I love that. Like you have that counseling background or whatever. And like, you help me so much it's completely different. And Adrian is not an alpha male. So completely different. Um, he's a Sigma male, Experiences right? of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with Sigma. Can you be slash Sigma beta? I don't know, but um, I don't even ag- believe in these things. Beta but... on this podcast. Is that bad? I thought beta was okay. No, beta, beta was better. is the biggest insult you can give a guy. <laughs> Well, for, for some back. men, maybe, I don't know, oh, maybe shit. not nowadays, but... Uh, <laughs> I thought a beta was just someone that's like comp- compliant yeah. and is like... It's not a good thing. Easygoing. Oh, I like compliant men. Um, that sounds so dirty the way I said that. Yeah, you whispered um, that as well. But yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That's rare though, because, because from... Well, maybe it's not, but from the studies and the, the articles I've read... Uh, it's not attractive when, for, for an alpha woman, she's not attracted to the beta male, usually. Yeah, that's what this, that was what this woman is saying. Like, she's going to be attracted to an alpha, but she should be dating beta. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine for, for the sake for of the success. success of a long-term relationship, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, I, there'll be a lot more open relationships and things i saw an article that uh it's actually women now mm. usually in their 30s or 40s who are successful and professional uh in the professional class that uh, they're the ones instigating more uh open relationships mm. because yeah. <laughs> well i'm guessing they're probably maybe with a um man who's dependable and consistent but they want some they want adventure and excitement and uh look it's that's confronting for a lot of men to hear because a lot of men and the statistics do back this up uh it, it's it's a sm- much smaller amount of men that are able to uh have casual partnerships easily mm-hmm. and yeah whereas for women because there's so many men that want to have casual relationships when I say casual, non-committal and generally based on sex, um, there's plenty of men who want that. There's a huge supply of men willing to offer uh, commitment-free dick. But there's a smaller supply of women willing to offer commitment-free vag. The unicorns, um, yeah. <laughs> and when they do, they want the the top-tier uh they, they they'll go for what the, the best they can possibly get which it makes sense. Make sense like if you have a hundred dicks offered to you you're gonna take and you're not caring sense. about an emotional investment you're gonna just take the best one makes i can makes see perfect that sense uh and w- whereas a man if he's offered just two vaginas he's just gonna 
try for both or see whichever one he can pretty get. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty rare that you're offered to. <laughs> when does that ever happen? Unless you're... Uh, <laughs> Only yeah, on Christmas. A really famous sports star or something. Only on Christmas. Well, <laughs> good Christmas. Um, <laughs> for some reason, White I Christmas. just pictured like a... Pl- like a butler coming in with just a platter but no actual humor just like two <laughs> just two <Yeah>. pocket pussies <laughs> which ones sir? i'll have them both oh, in yeah. case one of them changes oh, their mind like the, the, the text of the first one here but there is a lot of uh, there's a huge cultural shift that is going that's already occurring and the next 10 to 20 years yeah. is more casualization of the workforce the dynamics of the workforce the gender imbalances are completely changing and uh fertility rates there isn't mm. a, 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 a um pre- there isn't pressure to have children i wonder if we'll yeah. culturally rebel against that and people will think oh well career isn't actually satisfying me and what really will yes. satisfy me is, is, is family, family life and, is the most you know if yeah. we follow the trends of some of the east asian countries the fertility rate is mm. really low there and there are in south yeah, korea and japan scary. there's a lot of working women um but the culture there because i think it's look there's a different culture in the west of a, a lot more well if you want to call it toxic masculinity but uh the, the japanese and korean culture is a lot more withdrawn and um uh, you know, within themselves. So there's less, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's someone who's been to Japan or Korea can tell me, but I don't think there's those sort of those like, you know, uh, m- aggressive masculine types at the bar um, just saying things and, you know, I look at, you, you know, approaching and because it's such a culture that's very polite and dignified. Having said that, I don't know, never actually been there. So mm-hmm. I wonder if the West will actually go to that level of infertility. There's also mm. a big migration rate in the West compared to South Korea and Japan. And that's actually what's keeping the population curve at a uh, in a healthy space. There's just so many migrants. But then, I mean, to what wow. extent can you keep having migrants? And then also I wonder if there'll be like a, because now there 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 is this sort of reactionary conservative sentiment. I wonder if that will become, continue to grow and become prominent. I mean, mm. uh, there's, yeah. there's a, there's a, the it's in america uh look evangelical christians were always a very strong voice but it it feels like there's an even stronger reactionary sentiment there uh to what is perceived as unfettered cultural liberalism and look there's some things that i'm concerned about too and i wonder if people will just sort of take a turn backwards and say as we've discussed before there's this phenomenon of the, the trad wife and uh all sorts of new uh, cultural ideas that are coming about as a reaction to what could be perceived as a sort of unfulfilling um, neoliberal careerist lifestyle. And the next 10 to 20 years are going to be very, very interesting as, you know, I'm very interested in these sorts of trends and I'm sure most of the people who listen to this are too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a lot of single parents. And look, the the, the technology could get yeah. to a point where, you d- yeah, you d- quite literally don't need a man to have... Already, you can you can adopt, you can have yeah. artificial insemination and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not... It's not um, whether the discussion around attraction will even be relevant anymore. 
will yeah, there even be pair crazy, bonds? Um, or will there just be some people mm. who live in these polyamorous tribes and everyone else who just is atomized and lives the single life and casually dates? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be exciting, depressing, and interesting, I think. So, I don't know. We'll check back in in 10 years then and see yeah, where we're at. We're still doing the podcast. We'll do an update. Yeah. Yeah. Males, <laughs> Alpha Women Part 2. We will, we will be like, did Neil become the Alpha Sigma male? You can be both. That's that's a that's a big call to be both the alpha and the sigma. That's uh, <laughs> that would be a very successful an introvert and extrovert. Yeah. So I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Um, do you have any any concluding thoughts on on sigma males and alpha women? Yes. Very um, quickly to conclude, I. Please do not go out seeking relationships being like you're an alpha and I'm an alpha. It's not going to work. Or like you're a beta and I'm I'm sigma. It's, we're unmatched. Like it's all just silly little theories um, based on old evolutionary psychology but is actually no psychological yeah, uh, backing for alpha and sigma and beta and all these things. Mm-hmm. So this was a fun curious conversation not an educational kind of type so just don't go taking that into your dating life um too seriously yeah, don't put it on your tinder bio what you think you are because that will turn <laughs> I'm an alpha. people off <laughs> i'm a cisgendered alpha male <laughs> gemini Imagine that you, you know you're no longer just <laughs> millennial your, uh, pronouns in the instagram bio you're putting whether you you know you're, where you are in the status hierarchy god yeah, hashtag beta is better. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you? Subjective. But do I think beta do is better? Do you have better? any? No. Do you have any concluding remarks? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. That's a good point. I don't think you should sort of obsess over this. I think this is just fun to think about. I don't. Some people take the whole alpha beta sigma thing way too seriously. I, yeah. I um to come back to Thomas's question, I don't. Like I said, I don't think it's an archetype that... Sure, uh, there are some in the incel community, if you want to call it the incel community, that's a weird thing to say, uh, that would use these sorts of stereotypes to avoid responsibility. But I don't think just discussing traits that you could define as sigma or alpha are uh, necessarily exacerbating... Uh, you know, the resentment of women or anything like that. Also, the another trend, just to finish off on, I talk about this quite a bit, but um, the percentage of men aged 18 to 30 that haven't had sex in the last year keeps growing. Uh, and ever since, you know, the, mm. the sort of late 2000s. Yet the one, the um, percentage of female uh, who are also not having sex isn't growing. So saying something there does, maybe there are more open relationships and there are just some, or there's just a lot of men cheating and lying. Um, Both could be uh, very 
incredible possibility. Or maybe women are lying. Maybe women maybe. are saying, actually, I'm more comfortable now to say I've had sex in the last year because they're not so concerned with their body count. Mm. Like They're like, I feel comfortable saying I've had sex with more than three men, whereas before they'd be like, once I'm at three, I stop saying I've slept with anyone. <laughs> true, true. But then as you get more insecure, you know, if there's men getting less sex, it's just probably creating more insecure men. Um, yeah. And yeah, it does beg the question what would what will happen who knows who knows mm-hmm. anyway uh i hope you guys like that one that was a lot more casual compared to the one we did last week so uh we, that's what we do at the sex sales podcast we change <laughs> up the tone up. sometimes it's serious sometimes it's it's a fun one sometimes we do a fun one <laughs> is that like, me is that no, supposed that's to be me white, white people <laughs> when they take photos you know there's a there's always those memes like we'll do a so fun do. let's do a fun one <laughs> <laughs> so we did a fun I love one. It. We did the white person podcast. Yeah, we did a fun one. Um, uh, Neil com slash podcasts if you would like to ask us a question. And we also have the opportunity for us to give you a shout out uh, 15 and $5 a month, respectively. All the money goes to charity. Crushorganics.com. Use the code Neil for 40% off. If you're in Sydney, come see me live every Thursday. Go to neildan.com, N E E ldan.com and we'll see you next time see you next week